Good evening. Happy Hump Day. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo woo. It's Hump Day. It's Wednesday. And are we getting over the hump towards a reversal of Roe v. Wade? We got to talk about that on tonight's show. And I would love to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. We got to talk about that. The controversial bill that was signed into law today down in Alabama. Is Alabama rolling tide all over Roe v. Wade? That's the question of tonight's Andrea K. Show for you guys. Um, we also have Blue Lives Matter is going to be here because today was National Peace Officers Memorial Day. Memorial Day today, honoring those who have do- died in the line of duty trying to protect this nation. So we've got the president of Blue Lives Matter who's going to be here. And then we got uh, some other pop culture segments. We've got an update on y'all for the transgender movement and how it's been affecting women in sports. Uh, we're kind of sandwiching the show, right? Oh, that you know, the hypocritical left. You know, uh, oh, women's rights are human rights. Well, what about the women's rights for female athletes when they're being denied proper competition because they got men calling themselves girls playing in sports? So we got to talk about that, give you an update on that a little bit later. Again, the number is 888-344-1170. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you are watching on Facebook Live, uh, I'm definitely tonight going to keep watch on those comments because I know that you guys have a lot to say on this subject. And he may not say a lot throughout every Andrea K show, except he did last night when he caught me <laughs> in a mistake on the show. Y'all know who I'm talking about. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. So many friends in San Diego. My best friend. He goes by DJ Carrot Sticks. You know, it's crazy. We were talking about the uh, transgenders um, competing with women. Yeah. There was, I think it was South Africa somewhere where they banned a track and field athlete, a woman who is a woman by birth, but she has a, a disease that makes her have high testosterone. Mm-hmm. So they said unless she lowers her testosterone, she can't compete with the women. Hmm. Interesting. Um, okay. But so, here, I mean, it, too, yeah. too bad she's not an American because she could compete on whatever she wanted if she was over here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to have to ponder how that how that could be playing out here because we haven't heard that scenario here uh, in, in America in terms of any of the competitions. So that that's an interesting one. Um, and a little fun topic for y'all later. We got to talk about uh, the the sexiest America's sexiest accent that they think of uh, that what America has voted to be the sexiest accent. Um, so Governor Kay Ivey signed into law the Alabama abortion ban. And this is, it is the most strict abortion bill that's ever been passed into law. It would make doctors who perform abortions a class A felony, punishable by life or 10 to 99 years in prison for doctors who perform an abortion. There are some misnomers out there. It does not make it a, a woman uh, who ends up getting an abortion is not facing uh, jail time. Uh, it's it's really clear. I'm going to read you, but before I give you my, my opinion, I'm just going to read you Governor Kay Ivey's statement on this. First of all, she tweeted out, today I signed into law the Alabama Human Life Protection Act. She had up to a, a week to sign this into law. And um, Governor Ivey wasted no time. No, no, nothing grew under her feet. She says, today I signed into law the Alabama Human Life Protection Act. To the bill's many supporters, this legislation stands as a powerful testament to 
Alabamians' deeply held belief that every life is precious and that every life is a sacred gift from God. Um, it, it's pretty clear, though. She goes on to say in, in another statement, in all meaningful respects, this bill closely resembles an abortion ban that has been part of Alabama law for well over 100 years. As today's bill itself recognizes that long-standing abortion law has been rendered unenforceable as a result of the U.S. Supreme Court decision in Roe v. Wade. No matter one's personal view on abortion, she says, we can all recognize that, at least for the short term, this bill may sim- similarly be unenforceable. As citizens of this great country, we must always respect the authority of the U.S. Supreme Court, even when we disagree with their decisions. Many Americans, myself included, disagreed with Ro- when Roe v. Wade was handed down in 73. The sponsors of this bill believe that it is time, once again, for the U.S. Supreme Court to revisit this important matter. And they believe this act may bring about the best opportunity for this to occur. I, I think that a brilliant statement, by the way, uh, because basically she's saying that Alabama has been wanting this ban for over 100 years. And the Alabama, the Alabama residents were denied their, their bill as part of their state. We're supposed to be we're not a democracy. We're a republic of states. And Alabama wanted this ban long time ago. They respected Roe v. Wade when it was handed down in 73, and now they want it revisited. There's two sidetracks going on with this story today. One is, is this bill, it's clear that the, that the people who drafted this bill did it and wrote it in a way to try to, to force the Supreme Court to review Roe v. Wade and hopefully get it overturned. The other aspect is, is it's raising a debate about Roe v. Wade and abortion. On the legal aspect, I am not an attorney. I don't think that any attorney right now, though, if I were to bring Tom DeBacaro, Sidney Powell, or any of the regulars on the show, I don't think anybody could say with certainty right now whether or not SCOTUS will actually end up hearing this. The ACLU tweeted her right back and said, we'll see you in court. So we know this will be litigated. We don't know. And I don't think anybody with any uh, honesty can can predict whether or not SCOTUS will hear this case. There are some people that are saying Pat Robertson has been misquoted, I believe. The headline today was Pat Robertson says this bill goes too far. Well, if you read further his comments, he's questioning whether or not this is the right bill to try to force SCOTUS to review Roe v. Wade because it is so extreme. And when you when you present somebody with such an extreme case, you almost force them to uphold Roe v. Wade. That that's his argument. I don't know if that's I don't know if it's right or not. Uh, I don't know if there is a right a sweet spot of a bill to try to make sure that SCOTUS takes up hearing the case. I don't know why they they denied the the hearing the case that involved Planned Parenthood out of Louisiana. I have no idea why they did. But I what I will tell you is that I don't have confidence today in Brett Kavanaugh. And not just because of his ruling on Apple, but because he made me squeamish and I fought so hard for Kavanaugh and I would continue to fight for him today against what was the smears and attempt to personally and professionally persecute Brett Kavanaugh and what was done to him. That did not mitigate or negate the fact that he made me nervous, particularly when it comes to Roe v. Wade. And not just because of what he considered precedent and, and his, his comments on precedence, um, but in precedent. But because this was a man who, in my mind, practices discriminatory employment uh, hiring by only hiring women. I don't, uh, to me, that, that's a bad sign for me with Kavanaugh. Because it, it is discriminatory. And why does he feel so obligated to discriminate against men on behalf of women? So I, but I have no idea if SCOTUS will hear the case. And my question I put out there on Facebook, and I would love to hear from you guys, should it go 
to SCOTUS. Should it get that far and should they hear it, do you think that it will be overturned? Do you think it will be upheld as is or upheld with further restrictions, increased restrictions, 888-344-1170? If I had to predict, one of the reasons why we have, as I talked to Abby Johnson on Monday night show about, there are about 300 different bills floating around. One of the reasons why this is coming ahead today is not just because President Trump is in office and not just because of the comments he made in the second debate in which he confronted Hillary Clinton for her positions on partial birth abortion, uh, but because of science. Because we have 3D images. We can see children. When Roe v. Wade was uh, written into, into law in 1973, it was convenient that we had none of the technology we have today. You could convince women that it was just a, a wad of flesh for a long period of time until they felt the baby move around because you, you had no technology otherwise. That is not the case today. The progressives want to take us back to 73. They want science denied. They want science denied so much to the fact that they, they want unfettered abortion. They want abortion uh, uh, to occur after a child has survived abortion. They want medical care denied to children born after. Let's also remember in Alabama... One of one of the Alabama legislators argued and said, you know what, better to kill the kill the child in abortion than send him to the electric chair later because we don't we don't take care of people in this country. So the the left in this country. So uh, uh, on the legal aspect, I want to hear from you guys. What do you think will happen with SCOTUS? I think personally with technology and the progressives want to take us back to 1973 in the fact that it's not considered a human being and deny science because we're, we're because they abortion has been their holy grail. If they could remove God from society and get us to devalue life to the point to where we're killing children, what can, what, what can they manipulate us into doing? I predict if this case does make it to, to the Supremes, my prediction is that it will result with it being upheld, but with greater restrictions. That leads me to my final point before I go to break, and then Brian Maloney will be here, and I want him to weigh in on this, uh, as well as a couple of other topics. Uh, uh, one of the reasons why I think that there will be, it will be upheld, but with greater restrictions, is because we do have technology to see that is a human being in there, and, and we know through science that not only is it a human being, not only can we see it, there's no denying it's not her body, her choice. Um, but I, I, at the same time as we have that, we have the argument about exceptions. And we have the argument today about what to do in the case of rape and incest. And that is a very difficult aspect to discuss. And I think because of that aspect, I think that they will do greater restrictions, but they will not overturn Roe v. Wade. I want to say this as gently as I can say to the women out there and to, and to everybody out there. In the case of rape and incest, it, you can't, just like you can't be kind of pregnant, you can't be, it can't be kind of a baby. It, either it's a human being or it's not. And it's, it's being a human being is not dependent on how and when that egg became fertilized and implanted. The circumstances in, in which that human being was created does not, whether or not it's a human being is not dependent on the circumstances. What I want to say is this. In this world we live in and in the universe we live in, we know that bad things happen to good people. I don't know why some women get raped. 
There are bad things that happen every day that cause permanent, life-altering you know, damage against people. I don't know why some women get raped and don't get pregnant. I don't know why some women get raped and get pregnant. Just like I don't know why some people have the unimaginable suffering of having to bury a child. Particularly the unimaginable suffering of having to, having to bury a child that's been murdered. Or to have to bury a child that was tortured before their child was murdered. There are so many extraordinarily bad circumstances and bad things that can happen to good people. That does not then give us the, op- uh, give us the right or the entitlement to play God. Just because we don't have the answers to why bad things happen to good people does not then entitle us to play the role of God. And I think that because we've removed God from society, that's one reason why we've got this argument happening right now. And one reason why we have the left wanting to remove God from society because they want to play God. They want to decide what life, what life matters, what life is precious. And, they, and by, by having the ability to do that, then they can control every aspect of our life. From, from our healthcare choices, the, the same people that are trying to tell you that they're pro-choice want to tell you when, when you, what, what kind of medical care you can get and whether or not you deserve life-saving procedures or life-saving treatments or whether or not you should get a suicide pill. I'm past the point of a break. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I've got Brian Maloney from Red Wave America who's going to be here to talk about this and uh, and a couple of other things. But I want to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. What do you guys think? You on board with what Alabama is doing? What do you think SCOTUS will do? 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, parents and grandparents, you've heard about the Answer San Diego's half-price tuition program. Well, now is the time to call and enroll your student into a great school for half-price. Just call 844-800-5757. The Answer San Diego has partnered with some of San Diego's finest private schools to offer half-price tuition for the 2019-2020 school year. This is such a blessing that'll save your family a lot of money. But these schools are going fast, so call now, 844-800-5757. To see the list of participating schools, log on to TheAnswerSanDiego.com, pick your school, then call to enroll your child. Be ready to put the entire half-price tuition on your credit card when you call. You'll be giving your child or grandchild the high-quality private education they need for half-price. Tuitions are going fast, so call now, 844-800-5757. That's 844-800-5757. With our high utility rates, the last thing you need is to waste energy. 
If your home comfort system is constantly cycling on and off, or if you have hot or cold pockets in your home, that's a red flag. Proper maintenance prolongs the life of your system and saves you money on energy costs. Jackson & Foster Heating & Air have been honored as a North American Contractor of the Year for providing superior service and top quality HVAC products at affordable rates. They're pretty proud of that award and look forward to showing you how they earned that honor. They offer 24-hour emergency service on every major brand. They won't try to sell you a new system if you don't need one and will never recommend any parts that are not necessary. Call Jackson & Foster Heating & Air for a cleaning and inspection. Mention radio and save $25 on your service call. Jackson & Foster Heating & Air. Our family, serving your family since 1931. Call 619-667-4328. 619-667-4328. 619-667-4328. Liberty Tobacco is San Diego's oldest independent tobacco dealer, and here's Jim to tell you what's new. Thanks, Dennis. At Liberty Tobacco, we're always working to bring tobacco lovers the best products available. On Thursday, May 23rd at our Kearney Mesa location, you can experience some of the hottest blends on the market. Join us for our Oliva Cigar Company event. Oliva has a portfolio of award-winning blends and cigars that are continually in the running for top Cigar of the Year honors from Cigar Aficionado. They're always in demand, always enjoyable, and are top notch handmaids through and through. So don't miss the Liberty Tobacco Oliva Cigar Event, 4 to 9 p.m. on Thursday, May 23rd in Kearney Mesa. We'll have food, raffle prizes, and phenomenal deals. We're even raffling off a brand new humidor. We'll see you at Liberty Tobacco in Kearney Mesa on Thursday, May 23rd. The best pipes, the best cigars, the best tobacco, terrific people. They're open seven days a week. Liberty Tobacco. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, we were talking about the big news story of the day. The left is hysterical. Governor Ivey signed into law the Alabama abortion ban into law and joining me in a couple minutes uh, to talk about this is brian maloney from red wave america but first i want to go to the phones because uh it looks like i've, I've got uh, callers holding hey robert welcome to the andrea k show hi andrea how are you good thanks what's um, on your mind sugar um i just wanted to let you guys know i for myself i'm glad that the bill got signed um because i don't know well i think you know that my kids are both adopted so mm-hmm. For me personally, um, I hold it dear because that's how I got my kids was because I adopted my kids. Um, As far as the bill itself, I don't think the Supreme Court will uphold it. I think they'll end up ruling that it'll be unconstitutional or something to that sort. Well, that's interesting. Uh, most people in my in my uh, unscientific poll on Facebook today, uh, most people said that up, uphold that they would uphold it as is. Actually, I'm just not sure that we've got the right blend of conservatives. I think that I might have waited until uh, what's Barrett, not Barrett Browning. Uh, the, who's the gal that they're expecting to be? Uh, the pro-life Catholic gal that they're expecting to be. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I can't think of her name. Yeah, I can, know who I, you're talking about. I always want to, it always reminds me so much of Elizabeth Barrett Browning, so I always I always mess her name up. Um, I think I might have waited, if the play is to get it to SCOTUS, I think I might have waited until we had one more conservative on the court, although it can mm-hmm. take a while I to get we, there. that would help. Yeah, so, you know, you know, they're doing everything they can. They got, they got RBG somewhere. Uh, where's that place in Arizona where they got the former baseball player? In dry ice somewhere, or frozen. 
Oh, gosh. Cryogenics. They got RBG. Ted Williams? Yeah, Ted Williams. They got, they got yeah, her somewhere I, with Ted Williams right now. Robert, thank you so much for calling in. I got to right. leave it there and go to my buddy Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. Hey, Brian, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's great to be back. Okay, so um, you have your finger on the pulse of everything, Mr. Man. Do we have a true red wave in terms of, will? do you agree with Robert? Do we now have... Through all the different Georgia, the the Georgia bill, we've got we've got over about three hundred different bills floating their way around at some different part of the process across the country. The Alabama one being the most extreme. It, it, do are we seeing a real legitimate red wave that could result in Roe v. Wade being overturned? Well, I think you know it's funny because you saw the headlines about what Pat Robertson was saying, and you know people left were like, "Wow, if it's too extreme for Pat Robertson." And, of course, his words were being twisted. He wasn't totally. saying it was too extreme for him. Right. He was, he was simply saying the bill is too extreme to pass muster in the current U.S. Supreme Court, which is what you were saying a moment ago. I would have, and isn't her name Amy Barrett? Amy Barrett. Amy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, I would have waited until, until she was on the court as well, because if, I think the left is going to target this law mm-hmm. uh, and, then, and then gun for the Supreme Court as fast as they can. You know, so I, I think we left ourselves vulnerable, I guess. I mean, we can't, you know, I, so I think that the legislature in Alabama, you know, I think they met well, but um, you're right. I mean, we have to have ducks in a row before we can do things like that and hope to win, hope to succeed. And I think that's right. the lesson that I hope we don't have to learn the hard way. Well, hopefully, because there are the, there's the Georgia heartbeat bill and then there's a total that there's one happening in Michigan, I believe. I mean, there's just a variety uh, I think Ohio signed into law the heartbeat bill. You know, there's a close to 300 and different bills in different forms. Hopefully, the the SCOTUS will not have a choice but to take it up, and then they will. You know, th- then they will have to kind of take it up in its entirety. I predict if SCOTUS does hear it, that it will be upheld with but with greater restrictions. I believe something similar to the heartbeat and or rape and incest. Um, I think they're going to split the baby to use a particularly grotesque uh, cliche in this example. But that's what this is to me. It's grotesque that we're doing this in this country. At the point when Roe v. Wade was signed into law in 73, we didn't have the technology we have now. But we still knew it was we still knew there was a baby cooking in there. Let's be honest, America. And I really wish that the left would be honest and just say, look, we we know it's murder and we know it's a baby. It's it's just that, you know, it's a baby when we want it and it's a fetus when we don't. And we want the right to kill our babies for convenience. I just wish they would be honest about it. Well, and they're losing, I think they're losing a lot of ground on the moral side of that issue. On the legal side of the issue, they will just cherry pick the weakest law of all of these, the one that's the easiest to attack. And right now it looks like the Alabama one might be the one, and that's the one they're going to run with. So, I mean, that's, you know, you know how the left operates. They are shrewd. And, and they are going to look for the weakness and exploit it. So that's why I think, you know, when you're on the conservative side, you've got to be anticipating that. You know, that's a big thing. But in terms of the moral side of this issue, I, I think that, you know, we have the Internet internet these days. We have a lot of ways for people to get information. And even though the left is trying to shut down all those avenues, you know, for us to get information, a lot has still gotten out there. I think that they are losing ground on the abortion issue the left is. I really... I, I feel a change, um, and I think it's mostly because the left overreached on the issue just over the past yeah. year with oh, yeah. some of these insane laws, like in New York. And you know, I mean, it's like and people who were kind of on the fence about abortion or didn't really care about abortion, all of a sudden 
wait, the baby's born and you can still kill it? Oh, it, yeah, or in the birth canal? Even, yeah, you've carried yeah, the baby now, to term and the baby's in the birth canal. And, and then on top yeah. of it, I'm so glad you brought that up. Let's not forget, not only is that insane and literally infanticide, but then... Cuomo's wearing a pink tie and lighting the Empire State Building pink, and they clapped and cheered. I mean, they're talking yeah, about grotesque and barbaric, absolutely barbaric. So you're right, they overplayed their hand. But to me, one of the things that I still try to have hope for with the court is that if it ever gets revisited, and I'm not an, I'm not an attorney, but even I can see that whatever iteration it gets there, the fundamental basis on which they ruled Roe v. Wade about privacy is ridiculous. And case in point, I tweeted out today, if it's my body and my choice, how come I'm not allowed to sell my organs on the open market? And some liberal responded to me, oh, because of the National Transplant Act in 1984. (laughs) Exactly my point. Ten years, almost ten years after they signed Roe v. Wade into law under the phony guise of privacy that when you're with your doctor, you can do whatever you want, they signed some transplant law in there that says i can't sell my i think quite uh, marketable kidneys i mean it's a it's right, it's just right. a so ruse it's not your body and it's not your choice because they're selective about how they apply that so i think i mean they're they're on the losing end of these arguments they have been for a long time but i think that they have exposed their own agenda as so extreme that they've won over i mean they've they've, they've lost I and mean, we've won over some people who were in the middle or who previously didn't care much about the issue and now do. It fired people up. And right. anyone who was already against abortion is fired up 100 times harder now. Right. So it put the issue back on the table where I don't think abortion was going to be a big issue going into 2020 until the Democrats made it one. They, right. they started this. They really right. did. And it, right. it started in New York and in other states. Right. Uh, but you know what? It, 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 in terms of uh, the the moral thing and the people's one thing, but there is not one quote constitutionalist on the court that should vote to uphold Roe v. Wade. I don't care what bill comes before them because there is nothing in the U.S. Constitution that allows you to have privacy with your doctor and and, and murder another human being. But we have people on the Supreme Court, like you know Chief Justice Roberts, um, who squish at times like this, and so yes. that's the problem. That's why I don't have the confidence that maybe other people do about the current court, including and your Kavanaugh. Point is so well taken, yeah, do including you, sorry, do, Kavanaugh. Your thoughts on Kavanaugh? Oh, oh, uh, Kavanaugh even is another one. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, the left was screaming last year, rioting over Kavanaugh. And he's, you know, he's voting with them sometimes. And I wouldn't say that he's a liberal or anything, but I mean, he's not a 100% solid lock conservative vote on anything. And you can't say that based on what he's done so far. So the current makeup of the court is not quite there. It's close, but no cigar. So timing is everything. And they're going to try to challenge this law before another Supreme Court justice is appointed. And, and Ruth there is going to be, they're going to wheel her around and mm-hmm. you know, reanimate her or whatever they need to do <laughs> to keep her. <laughs> yeah. Got to ask you, since you also, in addition to Red Wave America, Stop the Scalpings and Media Equalizer, um, I don't know if you saw that Young Turks host Anna Kasparian uh, outed Megan, accused Megan McCain of lying, that she had two different positions. One is a public position that she takes on, on abortion to call conservative favor uh, when she's really uh, pro-abortion on the back end. Uh, she, she's not the first McCain. I mean, that's just kind of what they do, right? Pretend to, pretend to take one yeah. position publicly to try to pretend they're conservative. Uh, so I'm not surprised by that. Are you, final thought? 
Well, no, I think Anna was correct. I mean, Megan McCain is a phony. And, I mean, it's a phony family. I don't know why anyone likes the McCains. It's baffling to me, absolutely baffling. Well, thank you for being here. Brian Maloney, join his groups on Facebook, Red Wave America, and Stop the Scalpings. And thank you for being here, Brian Maloney. Thank you. All right, now, today was National Peace Officers Memorial Day. And to honor that, President Trump gave an amazing speech today. Blue Lives Matter will be here to discuss on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Arias offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. It's no secret that we have bad water in San Diego. Strange odors, chlorine taste, new disinfectants. You get the picture. What you need is Superior Water's Waterboy Whole House System. It removes all the harmful stuff, descales, lime scale buildup, and leaves you with fresh tasting mountain spring water from every tap. Superior Water launched their company right here on KCBQ over 20 years ago. Now they're offering the answer Waterboy discount. $500 off any Waterboy Whole House system. Call 1 800 Waterboy today for a free estimate and water test. The Waterboy also extends the life of your appliances and even improves dry skin. The Waterboy has five star ratings and is maintenance free with the best warranty in the business call 1-800-WATERBOY and ask for the answer waterboy discount that's 1-800-WATERBOY or visit superiorwater.com and remember bad water is a serious problem and the waterboy is your answer make the change this spring to have fresh tasting water from every tap superior's water from every tap it's a whole house system in a snap This is Andrea Kay for Move America Forward. With Memorial Day on the horizon, we look forward to summer weather and barbecues, fun at the beach and our parks. But the members of our military who are stationed overseas will have a very different experience. There are no beach parties for them, no cookouts, and no time with loved ones celebrating the very freedoms they provide for us. That's why it's so important to take just a moment to show them that they are not forgotten. Move America Forward is an incredible organization that assembles and ships care packs to our military members. They contain gourmet coffee, beef jerky, candy, Gatorade, personal care items, and just so much more. Just the littlest things all means the world because it's a great feeling to know that 
everybody understands what you're going through. Your tax-deductible donation of $500 since 20 soldier care packs, $250 since 10, $100 since 4, $50 since 2, and an individual care pack is just $25. There's no 7-Eleven. There's no Circle K. There's no gas station to go get a soda. There's no place to go get a cheeseburger. There's there's, there's none of that aspects. And when you open that box up, it's, it's amazing feeling. My God, this is going to be awesome. It brings smiles to their faces and, yes, even tears to their eyes. Call now, toll-free, 855-787-6677. That's 855-7-TROOPS. Or give online at the answer sandiego.com and while they last each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate for Richard Walker's Pancake House with two locations in La Jolla and San Diego donate $500 and you and a guest can sit in on one of my upcoming shows here on The Answer San Diego call now toll free 855-787-6677 that's 855-787-6677 that's 855-7-TROOPS or give online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. <laughs> Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. In addition to being obsessed with donuts, I'm also known to shove chocolates into my mouth. Unfortunately, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right as we were coming back from break, Glad to have you all here with me at the top of the hour in our last segment. We were discussing the controversial bill out of Alabama that was signed into law. And uh, I'm still curious to hear from you guys on it, what you think about that play and what you think SCOTUS might do. 888-344-1170. But today is an important day, not because of that, but because today, I think I think a really important day we had today was kind of overtaken with the news out of Alabama. But today really should have been, the focus should have been that today was National Police Peace Officers Memorial Day. And if you watched any of Trump, I watched uh, all of Trump's speech today and the ceremonies there, and it just really, how could you not be moved by the sacrifice? We talk a lot about the sacrifice by our military, but our law enforcement officers face dangers every day and have lost their lives in the line of duty for us. And joining me now to discuss this, this is Joe... I don't know how, you know, I got to call you Joey I, because I don't know how to say your last name. He's the president of Blue Lives Matter NYC. Hey, Joey, welcome to the show. Good evening. Thanks for having me on. Okay, so um, did you watch any of the ceremony today? I did, and it was very special to me. Um, Anybody who knows, they were captivated by what happened December 26th of last year when Ron L. Singh went to work after taking a picture with his young wife, five-month-old son from the Christmas tree, pulled over an illegal immigrant, and was gunned down and killed the night after Christmas. And I've, had, I've been very fortunate to be able to meet the family and become very good friends with Ron's brother, Reggie. Oh. And today, Reggie Singh and the family is pulled on stage by President Trump. And just emotional yeah. being able to hear how much you know, coming to America meant to that family, how hard it was, the goal of always being a police officer and doing right, and to be able to have the support from all over. But in Reggie's words, and he always says it, never gets easier but because of the support it helps so it was a very emotional day for us as well yeah it was and you know i i watched that family up there and uh you know president trump has just been called every nasty name and he is all day every day and you know to to see officer singh's brother turn to trump and say the trump you were the only one that reached out to us and you've cared and he and trump has reached out to them over and over and over again this is a president 
who truly does. I, you know, I pulled some some audio clips from uh, the gentleman who spoke from the Fraternal Order of Police. I'm not going to play those clips, but uh, because you you listened to, to to the ceremony today and you heard him say that um, that President Trump, his support never wavered. And that they have been grateful uh, to the support uh, from President Trump, the law enforcement community has. The Fraternal Order of Police gentlemen said that uh, the law enforcement jobs are, are getting harder, and that the that you all are no longer seen as uh, police officers to serve and protect, but targets of scorn and disrespect and often violence. That just made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. But it's true. Yeah, yeah. And you know what it is, and, and I'll put this in second. This goes back to the President Obama era. And uh, back then, every single day, officers were put on the front page of the paper, villainized, crucified it to the worst thing in the world, and that's the furthest from the truth. Every officer I've ever met goes to work and wants to make a difference. Not one officer has ever put on his gun belt, strapped up his vest, and said, I want to go out there and hurt a certain type of person. Now, coming from New York City, we founded Blue Lives Matter NYC after December 20, 2014, when Detectives Ramos and Lula gunned down in Brooklyn, New York. And right before that, national news, and we saw this every single day, the riots, whether it was Baltimore or St. Louis, Missouri, or my hometown of Staten Island, New York. And even today, and even yesterday, it's in the news that Officer Pantaleo from New York, they're trying to crucify him and hang him for the death of Eric Gardner. Anyone that knows, that's considered the chokehold cop. And this poor kid went to work that day. He gets called there because a call was made for an individual selling a legal cigarette. Small or not, it's still a crime. And they go there. And they only want you to see the 30-second clip, but officers were there for several minutes, I'll even say 10, 15, 20 minutes, begging with an individual to come into custody because he was caught doing something. And what would have happened is he would have came in, if he didn't resist arrest, would have been given a ticket, and he would have went home. Right. But instead, he goes, I'm not dealing with this anymore. He forced the hand to the police because there's only so many times you could say, ma'am or sir, and you have to act as an officer. And it, it's a tragedy no matter what. When the life is lost on either side, it's a tragedy. But at the end of the day, this poor kid's life has been turned upside down for almost six years. It's all a political game. And thank God for President Trump, because even when he won, and he went on stage right after he finds out that he won, the first thing he did was thank the military, the first Mm -hmm. responders, and the law enforcement from day one. And every single day, this poor guy gets bashed. And he gets bashed because, like he says, he drains the swamp. And I agree with that, because he's bringing forward the stuff that Mm -hmm. shouldn't be going on. And people get mad because he says he's going to do something and he follows through. Mm-hmm. And he has followed through on his commitment to always love, support, and protect his officers. And, uh, you know, it's not easy. And I believe, uh, what do we have? You know, it's already in the 40s. Some cops have been killed in the line of duty already. You know, whether it's gunfire. Last week, an officer walks out of the front of a precinct, gets gunned down in front of a mm-hmm. precinct. What kind of world are we living in? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, <laughs> there's guns everywhere. People are turning around and they want to make strict gun laws. It's yeah. smoke and mirrors because that only hurts people's First Amendment rights and people that do it legally. It doesn't right. hurt the people that are going still getting it illegally. Right. So I'm hoping that President Trump keeps it up. I'm hoping everyone sees the truth of what's going on. I hope he can come in for another four years because it's been nothing but a, a breath of fresh air. Well, it's, it's certainly a difference over eight years of President Obama. Uh, under President Obama, this was a man who, who uh, at the time Margaret Thatcher died, he didn't send a delegation to her funeral, but he did to the funeral of Michael Brown in Ferguson and, and participated in propping up and pushing out a false, a lie. There was never hands up, don't shoot. And he did that. And then he had Loretta Lynch go and do some phony investigation in which they could then declare that all police departments all around America were were systemically racist. He literally fostered hatred. He literally put a target on the back of, of police officers. And then he invited the disgusting group 
of Black Lives Matters to the White House, people that chanted in the streets, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. He is, that was Obama pushing the hatred towards cops and fostering that with Black Lives Matter is why those officers in Dallas were murdered. And there was also two in Baton Rouge that I believe were murdered as well in the middle of that. And so it's it's not a coincidence, in other words, Joe, that yep. we, don't, we don't have officers at, uh, to this to the same degree. I think President Trump used the stat today that uh, attacks on officers has gone down 70 percent uh since he took office and that there's still there's still the hatred of the police officers because once that gets ingrained into the psyche of americans that police officers are bad and you know and that they hate all black people i mean you're you're going to continue to have problems uh but at least it's gone down we know what it is and and it is national police week and i'm here today in washington dc um speaking to you live and it's so special to be here and see all these widows from all different backgrounds and the strength they have coming up and being able to interact with them. And you know what it is? They say it's a sea of blue at funerals for a reason, because you don't see the person behind it. You see that right. uniform, all right? And that's the problem with people. They take it out on the uniform. People that have lives, they have mm-hmm. children, you know, moms and dads, you know, all because they don't want to go to jail. And another issue is, is because the judicial system is a joke. You know, it's okay to go out there and want to condemn a police officer and put him away for the rest of his life for doing his job. But what about mm-hmm. the individual that pulled a trigger intentionally to kill somebody that's wearing the uniform? Yeah. That person's going to do it to that officer. He's going to do it to grandma. He's going to do it to dad. You know, they have a depraved indifference to human life, and something has to be done. And I really do believe until they enforce the death penalty on first responders, especially police that make an example out of somebody, things will not change. You know, right. like I said, these widows are incredible. They come here and they have these... They have these badges around their neck, and they have young kids, and it doesn't matter if you're black or white or Hispanic or Asian. Um, you know, we all go through it. And what bothers me is the narrative, like you said, that it looks like officers are going after a certain type of ethnicity, and it's the furthest from the truth, especially in law enforcement today. Police departments are more diverse than ever. Yes. I've had the privilege of being able to meet people from all different backgrounds. I call it United States, uh, you know, the all-star team of the United States because you have the best of the best doing the best job in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it is sickening when you see on the front page of people them trying to villainize them. But guess what? No matter how bad people talk about police, we're going to go out there. We're going to do the job to the best of our ability. And the main thing is to preserve yeah. human life and to respect right. people and make sure that we're there when they need us most. And well, that's the bottom line. Absolutely. And I also hope that I don't know all the details of the Protect and Serve Act, um, but I think that it does. President Trump did talk about wanting death penalty. Uh, for those who who murder uh, law enforcement officers, and I hope that's included in the Protect and Serve Act. I'm I'm confused as why the Fraternal Order of Police gentleman today said that it was signed last year by the House, but then it ended up not getting signed into law, and he needs it to get passed again. Um, that you know, there's there's I can't think of anything more important than you know protecting protecting our citizens by protecting our our law enforcement officers. Uh, God bless you. How do you say your last name, Joe? <laughs> it's Imperatrice. Imperatrice. Okay, I'll just call you Joey I if that's okay. That's it. Thank you. All right. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for your organization. It's a nonprofit organization that helps the families. Please tell everybody how they can get more information and support you guys. Well, you can go to bluelivesmatternyc.org. Just going back to Ron L. Singh's family real quick. We threw a fundraiser a few months back. We flew his brother Reggie in with Police Chief Randy Richardson of New York, uh, Newman Police Department. And we were able to raise $15,000 and flew down last month to give to the wife. When uh, oh. Brian Simonson was killed by friendly fire in New York City, 
We did a T-shirt and a Heroes campaign. We were able to present his wife, Leanne, with a check for $50,000. And it's all because of the support of people both nationally and overseas that do what we do, see we want to make a difference. So please go to BlueLivesMatterNYC.org. Follow us on Facebook, Blue Lives Matter NYC. Our logo is the Angel Rings. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Joey. I appreciate it. Thank you so All much. Right. Thanks for having me. God bless you. All right. Now stay tuned. we got more Andrea K. Show coming up. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break, and then we'll be back. Read the latest breaking news, top business analysis, and the funniest political cartoons. <laughs> Register for the Answer San Diego's newsletters. Use keyword newsletter. Stay current on politics, contests, events, and more. Be among the first to know about the latest books from top conservative authors, special signing events, and promotions. Register today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Keyword newsletter. Sponsored by Richard Musio, host of It's Your Business. Sundays at 9 a.m. only on The Answer San Diego. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare, and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program. It's been around for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $2 billion of each other's medical bills, so they could help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is around 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. There's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Hi, folks. Jim Peterson with Solar for America. Look, I was driving to work this morning, and I heard a radio ad from this newly formed solar and alleged roofing company. I get a kick out of it. I've got socks in my drawer that are older than some of these roofing and solar power companies. I started in roofing in 1980 when Jimmy Carter was in the White House. I built over 1,600,000 roofs, many hundreds of thousands of solar power systems. I've got the best financing in the United States. Look, my roof started 59 bucks a month. These are 50-year warranted roofs. My solar power system starts as low as 49 bucks a month. Same as cash for two years. I won't be beat. I've got the most experience. I've built more than anybody else. I buy better than anybody else, and I've got the best financing anywhere in the United States. And I've just been around longer. Give me a call if you want a roof, solar, a fence, or a backup home battery right now. 888-277-1933. 888-277-1933. These are 50-year warranted roofs. My solar power system starts as low as 49 bucks a month. Once again, 888-277-1933. California CSLB 1104587201105010101310101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010101010
uh, sexiest and least sexy accent in the United States. Do you know? Did you did you read this? Do no. You know? Okay. But I don't think it was Lena's because she was from Brooklyn. Oh, interesting. Okay, she was from Brooklyn. Well, um, what would you guess that would be that America? Texas. Country. Little country. Really. Yeah, what's wrong with little country? See, you know, southern draw. Well, the the issue that I have with that is, first of all, that is correct. That is what won. And then, and I'm like, you know, if you <laughs> text, there is no such thing as a Texan accent. It's not distinctive. I'm from the deep south. You can't if you were to if you were to drive as I've done many times uh, from Louisiana into Texas, particularly if you were up by way of Shreveport into Dallas, you would not be able to tell the difference in those accents. Now, what you could tell the difference in is an accent from up northern Shreveport area down to, down to New Orleans. But there's Texan accent aren't distinctive. That's the first point of issue that I have that makes me annoyed with this. Guess what was number two? Since you obviously read the article and you know what the results are, and you're just been you've been yeah. I I just knew if I if I think of a an accent the Texan accent which you say doesn't exist is kind of the one that stands out the most in the United States. I don't know what the second one would be. Uh, uh, Cajun, Nolans. Well, and, no, and a New Orleans accent is not a Southern accent. We don't talk like like they make a sound like in the movies. We don't talk. You know, it's almost like a it's almost like a, a broken thing. No, no, New Orleans C- Cajun is out uh, by way uh-huh. of. Uh-huh. Uh, no, uh, number two was Boston, which has to be the least attractive accent in the country. I'll Park a, your card in Harvard Yard. I don't even think that's a Boston accent. The, uh, I tell you who these uh, Boston. It had to have been a Boston company that ran this this survey, and and nothing but a bunch of Boston voters because that is that is like the least sexy accent. It's different. We don't really have that many. I mean, how many accents do we have in the United States? Well, we have a Southern accent that has a few different iterations. A New Orleans accent is very distinctive. Um, Minnesota. Yeah, that, that ain't sexy at all, babe. There ain't nothing sexy about that. I want to know, did they pull men or women? That's because if it's question. men, I do see, I like a girl with a Boston accent. Really? Yes. Well, that's because you're, how, your men are supposed to dig a Southern accent. I like all accents. Watch Southern Charm. Watch Southern Charm and tell me if you don't fall in love with those ladies. See, I think a Southern accent is, in the United in the United States, I think a Southern accent is the sexiest. Globally, however, globally, I love a French accent. Yeah, me, we, Cherie. Um, speaking of travel, did you hear DJ Carrot Sticks uh, uh, that a passenger uh, caused an uproar on a flight and what happened with that? No, what happened? Evidently on Southwest Airlines. There's no service anymore. This just really ticked me off. I guess they've been sitting on a runway for a while and were stuck on the plane. And when the uh, stewardess, I'm going to call her stewardess. I know they don't like that. I know they like to be called a flight attendant. But you know what? The stewardess was handing out water. And I guess this passenger uh, made a quip, something I would have said. I so would have said, what is that, vodka in a bottle? And for that, I think they rerouted the plane or they kicked him off the plane. Because she didn't appreciate his joke. That's ridiculous. It's insane to the point to where, you know, I feel like as, as a longtime Southwest customer, I feel like I need to complain about that. Can you imagine? I, the plane, I believe, was rerouted and it affected other people's schedules. Uh, I, I think that's absolutely outrageous because she didn't appreciate a joke. Wrongful routing. 
Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that if you if you've done any kind of flying, it used to be where pass. There's no service anymore. This all started with tip jars at every coffee shop and every every sandwich shop. Nobody says thank you anymore. They expect you to say thank you to them after you've just given them, you know, six dollars for a coffee. Right. That's really when service went downhill. Now, I mean, they treat you like they're the prison prison warden. Is that what they call it? Or they're the probation officers or the what do they call them who roam around the prisons? The guards. They act the flight attendants act like they're guards and you better you better um, toe their line and, and or anything you do, they can throw you off the plane. It, it's crazy. I, it scares me. The thing about sitting on the runway just having you sit in the airplane held high, I think held hostage you can't wasn't even get there off. a thing a couple of years ago where they said like uh air uh, consumers rights when it came to the it was supposed to be passengers rights there was supposed to be some legislation for that because I think it was jet blue kept families trapped for hours on a plane on the runway no water no bathroom facilities kids seniors people with health issues how is it that some private enterprise Right now, we've got conservatives defending the fact, uh, and liberals, suddenly liberals care about free, free markets, right, when conservatives are being banned on, on, on social media. Uh, but, you know, how is it that a, a company then gets to, where are all the free market people that are, or uh, the civil rights people to say, hey, wait a second, how is it that they can keep a customer hostage? You, we've paid them money. Wrongful imprisonment. It if is. It's not, if you're not moving, you're sitting there for hours, they don't give you water, you can't get out, you can't move. That sounds like prison to me. Yeah, and there's no and there's no excuse for it because it's not as though when you're stuck for hours, you know that you 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 know you're going to be there a while. It's not as though hey, you know it could be five minutes, could be ten minutes. You know we can't let you back off because we're just about to get going again. No, this is this is complete nonsense. Um, it's because they book so many flights and they have so many people and all the flights are full that it's a money thing. They go, well, if we overbook and we have too many flights, well, that's better than having not enough flights. They want those planes nose to butt. Well, it's also kind of like big tech and the fact that there's not as many. There used to be more options, I think, to fly. Um, It's also as though um, there's few, there's so few affordable airlines that, you know, that there's not a whole lot of competition. And they know that you got you're you're not going to want to if you're able to fly on Southwest for twenty five bucks you know to your destination you're going to put up with some crap you know for the cheap seat you know I guess you get what you pay for so they kind of know they got you over a barrel it's kind of like you know social media it's the same thing but you, there should be a passenger bill of rights that you can't keep people on a runway for those many hours a uh, little up uh, Andrea K show update here. Uh, you know, we do a lot of the pop culture segments. It has to do with the push of transgender. Um, there was an article that went viral with this uh, transgender weightlifter who called himself Mary Gregory. I don't know if he was Mark who went to uh, Mary. He competed in the 100% Raw Powerlifting Federation meet in Virginia in late April, and he broke all the female world records. And yeah, I said he. Uh, records for age and weight and Masters World Squat Record, Open World Bench Record, Masters World Deadlift Record. Masters World Total Record, AOL reported. Uh, what it, he, he posted on Instagram about it, and there was so much backlash uh, that the Powerlifting Federation uh, said, oh, our rules separate gender based on the physiological identification, and basically they have removed uh, his records from him. 
So you got a hat tip to them because nobody else has done that. Nobody else has pulled back after they've awarded for transgender, like the, the schools that let these transgender boys win all the track and, and, and field. So I think they deserve a hat tip. I agree. Finally, someone pushing back. Well, finally, somebody listening to and and um, this is this is the equivalent of a bakery saying, you know what, I'm not going to bake your cake. You know, I'm not going to go along with it. Um, I think they shouldn't have allowed him to participate in that category anyway. But at least they did the right thing upon the pushback uh, from um, the public. So anyway, we're going to be right back here tomorrow night, Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. It'll be Friday Eve tomorrow night. Love you all. Have a great night.